0: Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Brennan T. Adams, and on today's show, we have Katie Patterson with Happy Medium, which is an interactive digital advertising agency right here in Des Moines, Iowa. They recently featured in Inc., and they were also announced as the fastest-growing private company in Iowa. They're number 591 on the Inc. 5000 list. In the past three years, they have grown 784%. They are killing it right now. They, I mean, Katie has a great story to tell today. She talks about how she started this company back in 2010, and she's grown it from since then to 18 employees. You're gonna learn about the things she went through to grow this company, the opportunities she had. She recently even just got offered uh, acquisition. Somebody wanted to acquire her company, and she had, didn't even see it coming. And we go into detail about SEO marketing, how to build up a great web page, social media, a new product actually that they introduced to the market called the Happy Board, and go into other a lot of details about how advertising works and working in the social media field. She has a great story to tell. You can learn a lot from her, especially about growth in your company. If you want to start small and how you can build it up, I mean, she's, like I said, grown the last five years here, one, just her, herself, up to 18 people, and she had no plan for this. And she tells the whole story. So a lot of great content here. You're not going to miss it. Let's jump into the show with Katie Patterson. Let's get started. Welcome back to the University of Young Entrepreneurs. I'm Bernie T. Adams, and on today's show, we have Katie Patterson with Happy Medium. Katie, how are you doing?
1: I'm good. How are you?
0: I'm doing great. I'm excited to have you. You've been a huge success here in the Des Moines area, and also, I mean, all the things going on in your business. Congrats, by the way. Thank you. It's it's good to see that here locally. Uh, We just want to hear about your story, where you got started. First off, how you even got into Happy Medium. Sure. Um, I guess your first entrepreneur endeavors, and how it led you to where you are today.
1: My mother would say my first entrepreneur endeavors were selling Girl Scout cookies back in the day. (laughs) Um, I, at one point in my life, sold 482 boxes of Girl Scout cookies, um, which won me some national girl scout cookie awards um when i was in sixth grade so i mostly, did popcorn so i could relate perfect, yeah. <laughs> mostly i just wanted to go to camp for free and i'm pretty sure i sent like three of my best friends to camp for free too um and so that's where she would say it got started i would say it got started um in 2010 when i decided to i was working at channel 13 as an account executive yeah i'm the nbc affiliate here and had a client that I worked with very closely that was local um, that wanted me to transition to being their internal marketing person um, as they were having some people retire and everything. And ultimately I decided that I wanna only work with them but I would like to do it sort of on my own time and be my own entity and then just have them as my only client, um, yes. do more consulting based for them. So. I decided to make that transition, and I decided in that transition, um, because I was going to still be meeting with a lot of media people and things like that, I wanted to have an office, so I wasn't, um, you know, so I felt like I still had a place to go and and do my work. So I created a company name, and the original name was Hype, um, but I transitioned it after a few months to Happy Medium when I did the logo and everything and um what made
0: you come up with happy medium I mean
1: so the company that was doing my logo did a lot of conversation about you know why are you starting a company you know all of those questions and things like that you do when you do a rebrand or a brand and um they felt like in my conversations my main points were that I wanted honesty transparency I felt like when I was on the Account executive side at Channel 13 that I would get put in weird positions where I felt like the agency wasn't making great choices on behalf of the client. But being the account executive at the station, I didn't really have the capacity to go directly to the client and say that. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted to create something where I felt like clients could go and trust, even though they maybe didn't know the right questions to ask. That I would be their, you know, protector and helping them with their spending their budgets, and they felt like hype was sort of against, you know, the whole long-term relationship, yeah. um, honesty and everything, which I totally agreed with. And um, so then they gave me some name choices and ultimately then I picked Happy Medium. When I started the company, I was really doing primarily media buying. That was my background. and. Um, that's what I knew how to do really well and I had been on both sides of them at that point and so I could negotiate well with the stations because I'd worked on that other side for so long. So
0: you're you're buying packets of media for that channel thirteen?
1: Buying media
0: for media, okay. clients
1: at any medium that they okay, you know, wanted. Um so I would take their budgets and say, according to your goals, um, here's the best recommended buy that I would implement, you know, maybe some on T V, some on radio or whatever the yeah. budget um could withhold. So that was the original business plan. and um, it My first initial business plan specifically says I never plan on having employees. Um, I really just wanted to consult and essentially be able to manage my own time was the primary yeah. goal of that transition. And so um, then I started and I got the company name, Happy Medium. And um, that was in March of 2011. Mm -hmm. and then uh, by July I had had quite a few other clients from the station come to me and say can you handle my media buying as well and so I took on some more Um, so from March to July that happened and by July I had to decide I'm either not bringing on more clients or I do need to hire somebody to help me Um, and ultimately decided to hire a person to help me and um, it was around that time too that the client started to lean on me more and I realized I either need to find some good partnerships in town so I can when they need help with graphic design I can still help them yes. or when they need help with all of the different things that they need help with um, I wanted to still be their main person that they could go to to help them instead of just only being available to help them in work.
0: before one you hired somebody were you how many hours a week were you working when you a realized lot. that you had to I mean take on yeah. other people
1: um, it was a lot then, but probably not as much as it even got to be Yeah, as we continued to grow. And
0: were you just trying to wear multiple hats and try to do everything? The graphic yeah. design? I mean, every um, aspect of oh, it? Oh, no, I was not
1: trying to do graphic design. Myself. <laughs> um, no, <laughs> I have me. no <laughs> business doing that. Um, and so you know, the person that I, that was one of the biggest pain points first was the graphic design things because you needed small things or big things or whatever. So that first person I hired had a degree in graphic design. Mm-hmm. So she came on board knowing she was gonna do graphic design but also some just sort of duties as assigned and things mm-hmm. because we were the only two there. Um, and so that was sort of solved for a little bit and then that helped that pain point and then the next biggest pain point we had by the end of that year we started figuring out the biggest problem the size of clients we were working with was going digital they just could not they were not like on board they didn't know what to do they were overwhelmed they you know they knew it everybody yeah five years ago (laughs) i mean even still a lot of clients we work with it's amazing how they're just not there yet but five years ago definitely not so ramsey for example the first client that started the company they didn't even five years ago have facebook pages which was Crazy, even five years ago Um, and so I didn't know a lot about social media at the time I just knew that they should have them yeah so I um, started their Facebook pages for them you know and then went to our weekly meeting was like here's your pages you know please do something with them and um, then you know four weeks later logged back on and saw that nobody had ever made a post or done anything right so I figured out if I didn't do it just wasn't going to get done yeah. so then I essentially then sold that to them as a service I'm like I'm out here every week anyway why don't I just take pictures and I know everything about the pulse of your company anyhow and your voice I've been working with you for so long so then I started doing all the posting then um that owner told other owners that that was happening and other owners was like wait somebody is dealing with that all for yes, we you. don't <laughs> want <to. laughs> yeah and then that like went like wildfire <laughs> and um especially at the price point that I had set way back then you know so um, then slowly dealing with that led us into okay my website's a mess how do I deal with my website I don't know what to do with my website and I was like I don't either but I'll figure it out and um, I really felt like I couldn't find anybody in town that was doing what
0: website design very well
1: not as well as I would have liked it to be yeah so completely on a whim posted for a web developer position and Josh, who's now our lead developer yeah. was just crazy enough to accept that position. And, um, you know, then I feel like that really then started to define us, okay, we're a full service agency that does digital really well and all in-house, um, which makes us unique, especially in this market. And so now, you know, fast forward five years later, Josh, the team of developers and all yeah, of that 18
0: people is it am i right we are yes wow yeah so in five years you go from just you to 18 tell me what would be your biggest struggles in that whole process of growing because yeah. i i know what it's like to go from by mm-hmm. yourself and then you slowly build that up mm-hmm. and there is a curve to that a learning curve and struggle and stress and all of it yeah. let's let's hear what is that like so anybody you know, that wants to build a big company they have an idea what to expect
1: yeah i think the crazy thing about like my particular story is i, I meet so many entrepreneurs who are like my whole life i knew i wanted to be an entrepreneur to start a business and i just don't have that it never really like even when i worked at two rivers before channel 13 or the majority of my 98 percent of my time at channel 13 that was never like some sort of plan or yeah. thought Until, you know, Ramsey said, can you come work here? And then I just sort of really wanted more so to manage my own time, not necessarily like start a business. And so for me, um, all the things that came with the rapid and fast success that we've had was sometimes just overwhelming in the fact that I feel like, you know, I didn't necessarily, I'm super thankful for it and I'm happy that we work really hard and we do amazing work and it speaks for itself a lot, but I didn't necessarily sign up to be like Katie Patterson, CEO and founder of Happy Media, yeah. this whole thing. Um,
0: but you took the ride right on. I mean, it, yeah. you saw an opportunity, you took it and you worked forward with it and no, I mean people, it doesn't just happen. right? I mean, I wouldn't say people like, oh, you're lucky. No. The harder you work, the luckier you get. And clearly, I mean, you've worked your ass off to get to this point
1: I think that I in all of my jobs have always been a proud you know worker like I really want to do the best that I can I really want not only happy clients but successful clients and all of the roles that I played in my past two jobs before this and I think that keeping my head down the first few years and just working really hard Mm -hmm. and like just you know, learning, making sure that my focus is always on client success, not necessarily like my own personal like successes or things like that, because I find those successes happen for me within the client success. Um, I think that's been such a big part of the, what works here is the fact that, you know, we're not always focused on like what award can we win next or what, you know, this and that. And, um, if you would have told me five years ago that all the awards and everything we and opportunities that we had last year I just wouldn't have believed you because I would have been like, wow, that's just not that seems crazy to be at yeah. that level
0: Exactly, but see it goes so like when you keep working towards something you, you don't stop right you're gonna have success It won't happen overnight. Yeah, but five years in the making will look where you're at now And you just had offered somebody to acquire you correct. Mm-hmm. What was that like that feeling and What what was going through your mind? Did you, part of you want to take the offer or were you like, no, this is, I'm going to build this up bigger?
1: Again, I'm probably the strange entrepreneur in the fact that when, first of all, when that happened, I had no idea that that's what that meeting was about. It was a complete...
0: Going into a totally blindsided... Totally.
1: I thought it was about something entirely different. And then they started talking about, you know, Happy Medium being a part of their family and all this business and i finally was like i'm not i don't understand what you're saying <laughs> and Yeah. So i just need you to whatever you're talking just, about just, just say give it, it to me yeah <laughs> and so then they you know said well, we'd like to acquire you and we'd like to provide you with an loi that to show you what that might look like and i was just it was a it was a no like it was an immediate i'm just not interested in that at this time yeah and um part of that's probably because i just wasn't anticipating that in that meeting Um, but then you know I just I'm not done growing this baby and I'm not ready to make that transition happen part of what I one inadvertent thing of starting this company is that I started to realize the impact that however I build this company and culture can have an actual impact on all the people that works here's lives Mm -hmm. like it can literally be life-changing for them to have the flexibility that they have here or the you know encouragement or the culture just all the different things we do plays a role hopefully in their literal everyday actual
0: lives clearly showing that from the video you just put out I see uh, six new employees yeah uh, five of them bought houses yeah one couples married having kids uh, I mean you guys it's it's awesome to see that video was a great idea by the way Thanks. because it really resonated where people like okay they're they're great at what they do, but they really are making a difference. Yeah. And if you work with them, you're you're supporting. Contributing the, to them. Yes.
1: That. 100%. So we do things like pay 100% on maternity leave for 12 weeks, that's unheard of. And huge companies, other than it's a very Silicon Valley thing to do, like yeah. Google and Yahoo and some of these do that, but certainly for a company our size and in Des Moines, Iowa, that's pretty unheard of, but it's just what makes sense to me. I think if you, you know, Bring a life into the world. That's yes. a really big deal. And we need to support you in that um, and so Offering to be acquired, you know the minute that that acquisition happens most or all of those things go away when you're acquired by a, a
0: yeah, public it is. Company, And right? I've seen it happen and it, yeah, it, it can be a negative effect and you could end up where everybody leaves
1: Yeah, and I <clears> you know people like my accountant would look at me and say, but you could have potentially had millions of dollars for, um, or, you know, what I mean, we have no idea what the valuation would have been, but whatever that dollar amount is, you could have potentially had all this money for yourself and then just went and restarted another company someday Mm -hmm. and, and whatever. But I feel like, you know, even though I obviously pay everybody to work here and things like that, I still feel a indebtedness to them for the fact that they did come here and work (laughs) for happy medium. Um, and that's just not a, that's not a never decision, but it was one that I just wasn't. What is your next step? You
0: talked about open another location. Uh, what is your thoughts? I yeah,
1: mean, so um, I got to sit down with Marcus Lemonis. I, I watched very, um, very. I really could relate to that. Get I some watched advice that. from him. He's hardcore and a definite business crush that I have so I was really excited to do that. I had Facebooked about it before I went to that event like I can't wait to meet my business crush and get a picture with him and then I got way more than I bargained for (laughs) on that deal Um, but he had some really great advice and I totally agree with him in the fact that because especially because of the digital times, not only the digital age we're in but the fact that we're a digitally focused agency um, we don't need to necessarily have another brick and mortar location to be A national presence you know for the last three years we've already had clients in six different states and you know our biggest client is out of Texas or things like that so I think that we can still meet both goals of continuing to grow nationally but not necessarily having brick-and-mortar locations so at this time this is still a happy medium world headquarters and will continue to be that but um,
0: so what would you say for growing I mean I get it because, I mean, it's all media. You could do it in one location. Mm-hmm. But will you have to take on more employees or will you have to be more efficient in how you do with your systems? Yeah. I mean, using different systems to be able to do in posting or whatever it is you're doing.
1: So um, we're really fortunate that I bootstrapped the company. So we don't have any debt. Um, so for us to take on some of these things isn't nearly as risky as potentially other companies have to take on. Um, and we get to be a little choosier, to occasionally about the clients that we work with. So we're really, for example, like our, um, the websites we do there, we're doing more e commerce sites. Now, that means the whole team, we get to involve UX, we get to involve, you know, a lot of deep research before we even do that site. And then we get to be very involved post launch in what are the sales doing, how to do increase those in this whole process that gets this team, this half of our room really motivated. Um, and they're saying these are the kinds of projects that we want. So it's easier for us at that point to say, you know, if somebody wants a template website or something, we're not a great fit for that anymore. We only do custom sites. So I think that we'll continue to grow, you know, project size and not necessarily always have to grow a lot of people to be able to yeah. to do that.
0: So you're talking like sites where you have, I mean, obviously sales, but all kinds of sales and a great example. One of my clients right now john lee Dumas, entrepreneur on fire you go to his site and he has referral links everything mm-hmm. so like that mm-hmm. to help them make money off their site yep. how to make it feasible uh friendly and uh, seo yes. optimization
1: all of that so um we've done a couple different national sites already like chocolate storybook for an example is a local chocolate place here that has a brick and mortar place but they are national online presence yeah um and Holiday orders, you know, all of that kind of thing, and so their truly biggest competitors are William Sonoma and uh, Harry and David's. Yeah, and so how do we make them be even more <clears throat> prevalent? And how? And that's everywhere. From the great thing is that we are not people who are saying the internet is the only place to be. That's why we're the strongest at what we do because we have a true mix of traditional and digital in house here. So as much as our web team is working on making sure that they're organically showing up when somebody's typing in chocolate gifts or whatever, um, are, you know, Communications director is making sure that they're also getting in like news stories about their chocolate. That's driving people to that website So I mean full-down
0: yards you're having everything everything.
1: Yeah, it's not only a digital approach It's not only a traditional approach. So I think that we'll continue to grow in that capacity We also as a leadership team solidified last year that we want to continue to be an agency that is also essentially our own Accelerator so this past year we launched our first product called happy boards. It's um, an online signage tool or a digital signage tool um that essentially is a culture communicator. So on any screens you can run it. It's, you know, got live social, it's got announcements. Like Walkie High School, for example, is using it and they can put real time announcements on there so every kid in the school can See that, what's going on. It it pops right up
0: on the screen? Pops
1: right up on the screen. It's a software that you can run. It's a responsive website software, so you can run it from your phone. You can update it So You you created that
0: software? We created it. That is We actually,
1: when we were moving in this building and doing the build-out, I asked Josh, our lead developer, I said, I'm going to put a TV up front, and I just want a way to digitally welcome clients. So when they walk in, I want their name somehow on this screen. Yeah. And he um, built that and then took it 10 levels above and made it even cooler. And then we started having people coming in and saying, where do I buy that? And at that time it was just hard um, hooked into like a laptop that was actually running essentially a website doing that and so once um, then we had a local client say I don't care what it is I just want it and I need you to make it and I'll pay for it and um, so then we transitioned to being a software that runs and built that all out. And Who would be your
0: target? Uh, I mean, an office. Space, it's crazy because <clears throat>
1: everything really we it really is a culture communicator. So anywhere that needs culture communicated, like Waukee High School, is using it all the way to the Animal Rescue League in their um, lobby. So mm-hmm. it's how they're using it for education purposes. Saying here's all while you're waiting to adopt your pet, like here's all the services we offer post adoption. Um, And then Bankers Trust is using it inside their marketing department to say, this month, here is the topics that we're talking about with people to make sure that their whole team is always on the same page of what marketing they're doing that month. Um, Chocolate Storybook is using it in their stores to say, here's the specials. So it's an interactive, like, cool, functional tool. Um, A lot of people use it in their lobbies, of course, because you can welcome clients, you have your live social. When people are sitting in your lobby and it's their first meeting with you, they can get a better understanding of who your team is before they even that's big i mean that's really
0: cool you guys created that i could see that going everywhere
1: yeah so Mm. um i think that's our future and we feel great about that that we're always going to be an ad agency but we will potentially our team is creators right so they love to do that and having the creating client stuff is great but having your own stuff that you're creating too that you have full control over is a great release for them and not only that but now when our clients saying how are you gonna market my product I'm like we're also marketing our own and yeah. we're trial and airing and you know all of that so
0: let's talk about the future now <clears throat> social media the rate we're going to technology it's exponential things are changing yeah. so much faster and especially in social media you got Periscope you got Instagram you got Twitter uh, snapchat we we're talking about earlier all these things I mean it's hard to figure out what what area what medium to take where do you see social media going where do you see this whole group of uh, different ways to interact, what's gonna change? Um, because obviously you, are, you gotta be ahead of the curve for your business. Mm-hmm. What can we expect?
1: Yeah, that's a question I get a lot. And normally my answer is if I knew what the next thing in social media was, I would do it and be a lot richer. It's but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that is one of them. But last week, you know, for example, I got this great opportunity to go speak for some of the top people in all of FEMA about how they can use social media during a national crisis to communicate with people, to literally move people when they need it or you know, make mm-hmm. to get that conversation out there. Um, I think that that is going to become, and rapidly is even research-based, becoming the main place people get their news. And I think that, obviously, however we take in news and what that news is creates, you know, a ripple effect on the rest of our lives, of what is the latest information we're all getting, how are we getting that information, how accurate is that information. Social media has made us um, both be fact checkers and non-fact checkers in a weird way. There's always people making sure that they're checking their facts on you, but also you believe, like, basically everything you see on Facebook, even if it's, like, ridiculous. I know. Um, It's just our natural habits. Like, if it's in writing, then it seems legitimate. Um, But people are also happy to explain to you how wrong you are. So um, I think (laughs) that—that's so true. (laughs) I really think that it is just becoming more and more news-based, and that's I think exciting and scary. So the adaptation for social
0: media. Yeah,
1: you know. So for example, one of the things we talk about is, um, or we were talking about before, is those live hits that Snapchat will do. What's what's trending or what's hot going on right now? The first time. They did one of those was during the san Bernardino shootings mm-hmm. and people were actually snapping from inside that building that is terrifying and also potentially very helpful um, and so you know one of the conversations that we had there was how do, how does that benefit and how is that hurtful potentially and i think that's only going to keep happening more all the social media platforms realize the majority of the reason people are coming to them is for news so they're going to want to be the first in the news. They're going to want to be, you know, you know, first in wins kind of deal. And what is that line? So you're no longer going to go to a house fire and then take your video as a TV station and then drive it back to the TV station and then edit your video
0: and do it live. And then post
1: it on the five o'clock news. You're going to be a reporter. Pull up your phone and Periscope and be like, here's the fire that's literally happening right here and like are you hearing people screaming that are you hearing you know what's the the lines and limits for social in the same way that you know during nine eleven, so much of the video we all remember is the people jumping out yeah the side of the buildings like that was probably one of the first most like in your face kind of video of that extremes that I remember mm-hmm. exactly um I think that's only going to be even more and even that video was somewhat edited right this is going to be like you're just seeing people, I mean,
0: it's going to be the access and you look at like cameras and everything else. I mean, you don't really need a camera anymore. Our iPhones do more than anything. So for most jobs, they can use that.
1: Yeah. So I really think that's the future. Um, And the more that And the social media is going to keep being who's in first how can we get that and how can we even create those stories and so i think people need to be aware that social media is great but it's still important to do the best you can to use your own resources for information
0: it's funny you say that about the news like me i don't watch tv but um i have an app that gives me update on usa today but sometimes i'll just go to facebook to see what's going on absolutely because it's there and everybody's posting about it or absolutely If you follow any of the stations, I mean, they're going to give it to you.
1: Just a week ago when um, President Obama made the, you know, override about the gun control and Mm -hmm. everything, I heard somebody in here say something about that, and then I immediately went to Twitter and, like, searched for whatever trending hashtag was to try and figure out what was going on fast, and then after that recognized that I had gone to Twitter
0: for my information. Do you think there's any... um sure so you get the, this ass all the time, but you think there's any platform that's better than the other? If you're going to look at Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, I mean, I see it as Instagram being uh, towards the younger generation, mm-hmm. but then you have Twitter and maybe more towards news for Twitter mm-hmm. and then Facebook. Is it just people pick the platform that works best for them or
1: Yeah, so a part of our, when we're implementing social media for clients, a huge part of that initial process and the onboarding is figuring out what are the best platforms for them and explaining to them that you do not need to be on every platform. The only people on the planet that need to be on every platform is like us because we're a social media company. You know, most people just don't, there's not a good reason to be on all the platforms. So then it's figuring out Who's your demographic it's the same as old school buying tv or buying things like that it's like who's your demographic who are you trying to reach what's your message and then picking then using that to pick what are the best platforms i would say most clients still there's zero clients we have that we don't have on facebook for example that's a pretty standard like you really need to be there but every other platform even instagram it's incredibly popular right now so even we're constantly pushing clients towards that but even that I don't think that we have any other platform that we could say every single
0: client like visuals. automatically go. I for. mean visuals, and now what we're starting to go towards more is video mm-hmm. because, I mean, as much as we have come at us, I mean our our society is attention deficit disorder because they, they can't focus. Yeah, and I, I get it myself. But when you have that content going on the page, if you have a short video, you're more likely to click it. Right. So I see that being the future, in my opinion. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, pictures work good too, but we're going to continuously
1: absolutely Um, two years ago our one of our members of our leadership team and I went to what's called the web summit in Dublin and it's a huge tech like global conference and it's weird to think that the whole like every talk we went to whether it was in the marketing room or the development room or any room somehow video and the prevalence of it was worked into that and this was nearly two years ago when video obviously was important, but not nearly where it is today. So we came back and we're like, we have to do more video. So immediately our creative director, we said, you're doing one video a week, even, you know, it's a social media video, so it doesn't need to be um, the top production level. And we started doing that. And the engagement um, that we get because of that and the growth that we had because of video and then implementing it subsequently for our clients has been Incredible, you know, and so it really is a big deal. We were just doing a breakdown yesterday of the success of our different most recent videos And so now one of the new hip things that you should be doing on video is having the closed captioning happen You should have the words written on there because a lot of people won't turn on the audio to hear Yep. So like that yeah. video you were talking about that we did of the annual recap because everybody was holding signs the signs up it got a lot longer watch than videos we have of people talking because people will read and sit in silence and do that as opposed to like when they're talking. They that makes
0: sense. Out. When I was watching the video and just writing things for this interview, yeah. I actually wasn't even listening, right. I was just writing. <laughs> right, <laughs> so, yeah, so that's
1: like the new trend in video that you need to make sure you're doing is the more copy you put on top of the some video. The more copy. Yeah, the more success and longer watching that those videos are getting.
0: That is that is great advice. Um, let's go into SEO. Sure. Um, that's obviously everybody wants to know about that. Yes. What are your tips or advice uh, for having it on your website? I mean, I do weekly blogs, and uh, other people out there, they're blogging, they're doing podcast shows, they're social media. Hashtagging, what is the tip to get the top search?
1: Sure. So SEO, as you know, is this entirely crazy world. And the really crazy thing about it is that primarily we're all doing SEO for Google at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, Google doesn't release their algorithms for why they do what they do. And they're constantly changing them usually at least every few months so we're always running around trying to figure out what the next most important thing in SEO is um, but what does stay consistent is um, I always try to remind people when we're talking about SEO that Google cares what their advertisers think but what they really care about is what you and I as individuals think so when we go to Google and we search for something and they only care that we find what we're looking for because the minute we start not seeing Google as a successful search engine, then we're going to start like, Oh, I wonder what Yahoo's like, or I wonder what Bing is like or anything like that. So their primary focus is to put very relevant information in front of their users. That's their top most important thing. Um, and so then when you have that conversation with clients, like, okay, so remember that you need to be very relevant. If you have a website that you haven't updated forever, Google will see that as, are you not, You know what's the status of your company why are you not updating your website there's no fresh content Um, they're gonna prioritize fresh content sites legitimate fresh content sites they're getting much better about you know um, spam not being considered legitimate when you search for something they're going to put the more recent postings in front of you as opposed to someone who's not updated their website for two so years. So being consistent again. Being consistent, definitely fresh content is really important. And, um, you know, we get the question a lot. Like tons of companies get calls from... Um, Companies who only do SEO and they're like sign up with our SEO and mm-hmm. they get really overwhelmed with all the calls that they get. So for us, all time. all the time, <laughs> it's and, annoying. And they're like three hundred dollars a month or like whatever, and you'll be at the top, and we guarantee you that the they have all yeah. of these promises. So when we're talking with clients, we're like, we do not trust anyone that's willing to promise something on a platform that they do not control. So if somebody's promising you something about Google, that seems unless their email address is at google.com, I would not trust that promise or commitment so because they don't have control over it so you can only
0: I mean do the best you can right so what would you do let's say um, I was gonna hire you to create my site Mm -hmm. and um, even do my weekly blogs Mm -hmm. lighten the audience what that would look like for you guys to try to maximize on the traffic I get and sales to the website
1: so um, we In general, um, we would do for our SEO, we do six months worth of actual work on it. And Mm -hmm. then the work that we're doing the six months after will start to take effect. So work you do on your SEO doesn't necessarily take effect immediately within Google. They have to crawl your site. They have to recognize that there's the new tags or copy or anything that you're there's like 7,000 things you can do for SEO, you know? Um, and so that's one side of what we do, but then in conjunction, we're also doing research on what keywords are people using to get to your kind of service. And then we're working those keywords, both on the front and the back end. Um, and then we're constantly watching that. So for us, SEO is very much a work, 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 and then see what happens and then take that what happened and then optimize again, based on that information. Um, your blog is something, we struggle in this area. There's a lot of companies that will take on and say, "Okay, we're going to ghostwrite your blog for you," and all of yeah. that. It's not something we actually do yet because we feel like there's so much to be said for authenticity when it comes to that.
0: The person behind it writing the content. That's why, like, I've contemplated having somebody else, but then it's not my words. Right. And my words. I mean, you can tell the difference. i mean, I'm how I speak and how I write in words is Absolutely. totally different than anybody else. hundred percent. So,
1: so a lot of what we'll do is help them figure out what to write about because some people just need to kickstart on, yeah. <laughs> okay, you're running out Get of it. ideas, like we'll help you or we'll even tie in that what to write her out based on our SEO research. So we can, like for our, we do a company blog once a week and all of our team members, they take a turn and they all have like, here's the top keywords if possible to work into your yeah. blog. So it's a, it's a full circle approach so we would help people come up with content or we would help them edit it or sometimes some of our clients just need to be pestered to actually do it yeah. <laughs> you know no. they just need the help of like we're saying we're in charge of it and and sort of helping you make sure that happens and it's copy edited and actually posted those are all the things that we can you know
0: really help with so you've got a lot going on um, with this company AT employees everything else how do you how do you balance between life and work and having your own time and being able to run this company? Because I understand it's stressful. And like you said, you you want to support your team that have okay. helped you. Um, how do you do it?
1: Well, that's a question I get a lot. I think that, you know, for me, you have to be comfortable with saying like, I was a person previously that was like I don't need any help I got this all on my yeah. own you know I can <clears throat> do everything and now I am comfortable saying I need a whole squad to like keep life moving you know I have a nanny for my son that is tremendous I have an assistant that keeps everything flowing um, and being okay with saying like I just can't do it all yeah and that's half the battle and I think that sometimes um, it can make people feel vulnerable and saying, I can't do it all, or, you know... Um, but you have to. You, you just have to, because I, I literally can't. It is no value for me to do some of the things that my assistant does for me, because if she takes on some of the tasks that she does, I'm able to take on the things that I really know how to do, and then the company, because we're both working on our respective things, keeps moving forward. Or I'm able to spend more time with my son, or, you know, all yeah. the positives that come out by saying, I just can't do it all. Like, doing it all and having it all is absolutely of zero goal to me because it's just a goal that is never attainable Um, and so i build goals that are for what i see as attainable even though they're very high still and everything and maybe they're a little higher than other people's goals we just have different
0: yeah goals so what would be your daily rituals that you do to help you everything you do do you have any kind of weird things that you do that help you stay on track
1: i'm an early bird um and so for me getting up in the morning and kind of getting moving at home and like before i leave my house i do like to have like all things in order everything has kind of a place because then if i leave there i feel like that's taken care of and i'm not going to be here thinking like oh i wish i would have made the better i wish i've done things so i get up early in the morning and make sure that i feel great about How that's being left. So then once I get here, it's just like the focus is on. I try my best actually to, when I'm here, I'm like so focused. I'm powering through things. I'm not, when I'm at work, is not necessarily time when I'm personally like texting my friends back or doing Mm -hmm. everything. My friends know that like after five, that's when I'm sort of more online for that. Yeah. And it's because it's hard for me to focus both directions. Like the most focus that I pull from when I'm at work is obviously when I'm checking on my son or meeting up with him for lunch or doing things like that but outside of that when i'm here i'm here and i'm focused and i'm like ready to go and then i do my best to try and when i'm not here to you know decompress decompress it's hard to live in a world where social media is around us everywhere is one of your actual jobs like people (laughs) are paying you to pay attention to social media so Unfortunately, the crazy people on social media do not only post things between eight to five, Monday through Friday. Um, So that part does keep me online a little more, but um, I try my very best to whatever I'm doing at that moment to just have laser focus. And um, I think that that even within that, though, when I'm here, I'm maybe working on like eight different work projects. That's fine. And that's how I function the best. But they're all like circled around work at that moment, you know?
0: Last couple questions, because I know you're, you're busy. Yeah. You have a lot uh, on your plate. <laughs> no uh, first one is, what would be your top book, resource, or anything you would suggest that maybe change your life um, for your business life, whatever it is?
1: Yeah, um, so I um, recently, read last year, read the book Lean In, and that changed a lot for me. I think that I, I read that about a year after I had a baby, and Sheryl Sandberg, who's the COO of Facebook, wrote it. And she talks a lot about being comfortable with the fact that essentially like part of it was about removing like mom guilt from your um, world or things like that. And that, you know, I'm going to go to a tech conference or something and be away for three days. And that's an okay thing. Like I can go and I can be there in that moment and it's totally great. And my son's not going to think of me as like someone who like left him for three days. Eventually when he's older, he'll be like, that's cool. My mom owns a company and that's just part of her world. So trying really hard to or you're always feeling and just guilt in general like that book was a lot about like I don't I get asked to like coffee a ton of times during the week it. and you, can't. you know in a perfect world I would just go and be able to meet everybody and hang out and that kind of thing and there's a time and a place where I, that I respect you fit. for that
0: it, it took me a while to get this interview so <laughs> yeah. I respect that <laughs> there's a time and
1: a place for that but I also have to keep focused on like we have to hit our payroll every month. And part yeah. of me doing that is being like, this is what is moving us forward in new business or taking that meeting first. And so just finding that line, the balance, the best you can of, you know, no guilt, like something's and just saying we don't do that or, you know, being comfortable with, just owning who you are lean in was like a really good book that helped me with that
0: last question I'd say is uh, and I'll change this a little bit I always say top three tips yeah. for young entrepreneurs what would be your tips to any women out there that and I've had a lot come up to me lately they, they want to start their own business they want to take the leap what advice can you give them that either if they're in a company they're struggling or they want to start their own how can you help them
1: I think that the first tip I have for them, and I took a lot of years to get over this, is not think of yourself as a woman that's starting a business, to just think of yourself as a person that's starting a business. I think it's really great that we have a ton of support around us that's like, you know, support specifically for women-owned businesses and all that kind of thing is great. And I love that we have that, but I sometimes think a little bit mentally it gives us that crutch to be like, well, this is why, this is how my company's going, or this is what maybe if this isn't going perfect today it's because I'm like a female owned business or if I didn't get this piece of business it's because like I'm a woman or things like that. And sometimes that's a valid thing. Like unfortunately that mm-hmm. still happens. But I really try hard to not allow myself to think of as a female run business. I just think of myself as a person who Good. owns a business. Um and so then I think then when I'm going into meetings for me personally that I'm going in as a person that owns a business often still the meetings or decision makers I'm working with are men you know we have very few female owner clients that Mm -hmm. we're working with and so if I thought like that all the time I think that it would change how I act in meetings or how I run the team potentially Um, but then there's a lot of benefits to that too and there's times and place like I don't know maybe if I was a guy I wouldn't do 100% paid maternity leave I'd like to think the male version of me is just as giving as the female version <laughs> yeah. of me but maybe that meant something to me more because I went through that and I had a baby and everything so um, I don't mean never think of it as a female owned business but try your best to just think of yourself as a person and your values whether you're female or a male are are what they are and, and run your business that way
0: I really Katie enjoyed having you on the show I mean Thank you you've gave a lot of great advice I've learned things what any last thoughts anybody out there that you can give inspiration or advice
1: I think that if you want to start a business just do it I think the absolute hardest thing in starting a business is pulling the trigger and doing it you know and then you'll figure the rest out as you go you just will because you'll have to <laughs> and yep. it will work but the truly the hardest part there's been so many ups and downs and everything since I started the company but the hardest part was walking in you know, to my boss at channel thirteen and saying, I'm gonna go start a company. And then (laughs) the even harder part is when you pack up and leave and the first Monday comes and you have no coworkers and you have no nothing and you're like, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this was my best plan. But then um, day two happens and you have actual work to do. So you're like, okay, I gotta get through this work and suddenly a month is gone and a year is gone and Four weeks from now, we're looking at our five year and you just, um, you know, focus on that one thing that's right in front of you at that moment and get through that. And then, you know, don't think about the five years from now. Constantly just focus on the, what's in front of you.
0: If anybody wants to find you for your services, anything you do, where can they find you, Katie?
1: Um, our website is itsahappymedium.com. And then my email um, is Katie at itsahappymedium.com. Awesome. Well, or obviously on all the social media channels. Exactly. You me. <laughs> well, thank you me. for coming on.
0: Uh, that's it for everybody's show. Uh, go out there, create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to. I'm Brennan T. Adams. Have a great day, everybody. I hope you enjoyed today's show with Katie Patterson. I highly suggest you to check out our site. It's itsahappymedium.com have a really good site. I mean, obviously that's what they do for a living. Uh, Great site. It shows everything they offer. I mean, they're all in one um, agency for doing social media for maybe if you want to do for your website, you name it, they're there for you. Check that out and couldn't happen to a better person. Katie is a great person. She's built a great company and community and they're doing great things. It's going to be exciting to see what they do in the future with Happy Medium. If you haven't done so already, please check out my site, BrennanTAdams.com. The notes there, everything they have on the notes on this show and other notes, and check out our previous episodes. We have a lot of great episodes out there. I mean, we've come a long ways. We're almost a year in now. It is hard to believe. So if you love this show, let me know about it. Um, Send me a text, 563-880-8632. Say what show you like, What you want to hear in the future anything else and also jump over to iTunes if you enjoy this show give me a five-star review I'd love it Um, I appreciate you for your support so far and everything moving forward we have made a big impact and we're going to continue to do it so that's it for today's show I hope you enjoyed it and in the meantime go out there create something great and become unforgettable because life is too short not to I'm Brennan T. Adams have a great day everybody